0: My name is Sydney and this is a podcast centered on reframing the way you think about perceived life challenges and providing insight based on my own knowledge and personal experiences to help you heal any parts of yourself that are maybe keeping you from living life to the fullest. So today I want to have a conversation about identity and talk about the ways that westernized culture has encouraged us to think about identity and kind of prompt you all to consider a different perspective that will allow you more freedom and flexibility to just exist without a need to give yourself any sort of label. If you think about it, like, from the time we reach preschool or kindergarten age we start getting asked questions like what do you want to be and we've barely learned to write our names in full and already our culture is placing demands that we define ourselves and already starting to imprint the idea that who we are is defined by what we do. And I think that this question, what do you want to be, it seems like a very, you know, innocent question, but it also explicitly suggests that our identity is tied to our careers or a thing. And it also implicitly suggests that our identity is something that should be able to be rigidly defined in a few words, that it's a set number of adjectives or things that should be able to include capture our entire existence. And that seems so like foolish saying out loud that our whole existence should be bubbled down to a few words. I think that that's a very flawed way of thinking. So I want to talk about, I want to talk about why our culture's understanding of identity is flawed and why it has the potential to be harmful and suggest a different way of thinking. This is actually one of the first things I learned about when I started learning about Buddhism, and there's a term in the religion that translates to no-self, which basically suggests that there is no being that is unchanging or permanent. And so, no being can be permanently bound or defined by a set number of characteristics because the self is constantly evolving. So it acknowledges that a quote-unquote self or soul or whatever you want to call it exists, but the concept explains that it can't be concretely defined because it's ever-changing. I hope that makes sense. I hope I explained that well. There's obviously a lot more details, but I feel like that kind of captures the main thing. But I think that requiring that your identity be defined at all times can be harmful, for one, because in accordance with this principle, we're never anything all of the time. You know, you may define yourself as a student or a parent or as a romantic partner, but you won't be any of those things forever, or at least not in the same way. And I think that it's okay to acknowledge that those and other labels are relevant to your current life and that being a student or a parent or someone significant other is something that is important to you but I think that there's a very notable difference between regarding those labels as an important part of your life versus saying those labels are my life. And it may seem like a very small difference in wording, but the meaning changes quite a lot. Another huge, huge thing that Buddhism talks about is that one of the largest causes of human suffering is that We expect for things to stay the same and we really struggle to adapt or cope when life changes and so people who create these permanent identities for their impermanent existence tend to really struggle when the labels they've created to define themselves no longer apply and they may experience a sort of identity crisis and might feel compelled to attach themselves to another role or label that they think will give their life meaning. And I feel like I've talked a lot to a lot of my friends about this because, you know, we're about to graduate college and a lot of us are kind of worried about where that will leave us when answering the question, who are you? You know, we will have been students for Let's see, like 17, 16, 17 years, a long time. Um, And one of my friends was legitimately considering getting her master's right after graduation. With the main reason being that she's become attached to academic validation and doesn't know how she's gonna feel not being a student. And I think that that's a very fair feeling especially given that our culture has really shoved this idea down our throat that we need to rigidly define ourselves, but you can imagine how harmful or confusing it can be when the label no longer applies. I also think that binding your identity to a set number of labels has the potential to keep you stuck in a version of yourself that may no longer exist. You know, you may be capable of achieving more or experiencing different things, but maybe keeping yourself wound to labels that describe a version of you that has expired. So for example, say that you've been diagnosed with depression. If you say to yourself, like I'm depressed, depression is an essential part of my identity. Can you imagine how hard it's gonna be to get out of that depression? You know, like you're not allowing yourself the freedom to even imagine a world where depression isn't your identity and by using that wording you're subconsciously attesting to yourself that this is something that will be with you forever and some diagnoses and of depression and other illnesses more generally do last for a long period of time but there's also so much potential for that diagnose like the, your experience with that diagnosis to change, like continuing with the depression example, you may experience depression for several years, but you also may learn new coping strategies and tools that allow you to experience that depression differently, so the diagnosis may be the same, but the way you experience that diagnosis has the power to change tremendously, So if you speak to yourself and use wording that allows your existence to be free from fixed labels, you'll be a lot more able to change and grow. So in this case, instead of saying, I am depressed, which assumes that depression is a consequential part of who you are, you can say, I am experiencing depression, which honestly acknowledges your state of being but also offers your being freedom to change. Okay, so I want to transition now to talking about labels in the context of personality. And the first thing I think about is there was this sound that became popular on TikTok where this one person asked this kid what they wanted to be when they grew up and the kid said, kind. And I thought like, that's such a nice response and like, a better, I guess, outlook on an answer to that question. I was like, that's what I'm going to strive to be too. And I do try to be kind and generous and thoughtful and all the other good things as much as possible. But I grew to realize that even striving to be eternally kind can be harmful as well. And I just came back from a trip with my friends that made me really realize this. And it was a great trip. I love my friends. But I feel like before our trip, I hadn't really allowed myself to snap or really become angry. And like they've definitely all seen the sass and attitude and Leo come out. But I don't feel like I had really expressed annoyance before and that's in part because we really we really do get along well but you know you go on a trip and spend a lot of time together and i had become frustrated because they enjoyed the colored people clock running on colored people time and i don't like to be late or waiting and i love them to death but i had become annoyed because and i expressed that a, a few times the annoyance but then reflecting about it I started to feel weird because I felt like I had deviated from the like hyper energetic and kind version of myself that I had mostly shown up until that point and it sounds very foolish to say because intuitively I know it's not true but my being annoyed had somehow felt like it overshadowed the good qualities and made me feel like a, a fraud of some sort, like my frustration couldn't coexist with all of my other good qualities. And that's what happens, you know, when you put pressure on yourself to be one thing all of the time. You cannot possibly be one thing all of the time. It's not in our nature and it's not how we're meant to live and so this experience reaffirmed for me like you know you can strive to be kind as much as possible but you also have to allow yourself to be other things and experience every emotion without judgment you know the good and the bad and give yourself grace when you experience the bad and this reminds me of one of my favorite things that Ram Dass said which is something along the lines of The most peaceful people I know and the most content people I know are those who allow all parts of themselves to exist without judgment. So they allow the sadness, the jealousy, the pride, but also the kind, the generous, and the forgiving, understanding that they are all of those emotions, but also none of them at the same time. So the most peaceful people and the most content people are those who allow themselves to be everything experience everything and exist as a human with greatness but also with faults understanding that their identity is attached to neither that we just are i want to tie this concept into self-love too because i think that a big part of self-love is not holding yourself to the expectation that you must always stay the same and one of the most transformative things I learned about self-love long ago and am still needing to remind myself of is the fact that loving yourself does not only consist of loving yourself when you're acting in ways that are good but also loving yourself and again offering yourself grace when you do things or act in ways that are not so good and just learning to appreciate the entirety of your existence and this is something that like i said that i still definitely struggle with and like i alluded to earlier i still experience this sort of moral perfectionism and i tend to put extra pressure on myself to act good and selfless and virtuous all of the time and so when i hurt people or act selfishly or say something the wrong way i still can get very hard on myself and it somehow makes me feel like, like I said before, like all of the goodness is somehow erased because I made a mistake, but that's not fair, that's not a fair way to treat yourself, you know, I'm gonna say it time and time again, in part to myself, like part of being human is being everything, you're going to hurt people even if you don't mean to, you're going to act carelessly, you're gonna make mistakes, but those faults can coexist with goodness and I think that real self-love and love more generally arises when you're able to accept and appreciate yourself or another person in the midst of that coexistence. if that's even a word. So all of that is to say, free yourself from the need to define who you are and unlearn the idea that your existence should be able to be defined in just a few words and just allow yourself to be. You know, the only real meaning of life is to be alive. So go be alive. All right, I hope that this episode resonated with someone, helped someone, and I hope that you guys have a great week. I'm excited to talk to you again soon. Bye.